0: Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au well,
1: They turn and burn now. 200 metres left to run. Expensive ego leads the way. Margin 5 metres. Black are is trying hard. Then I'm a sports star. Chevron's reward will the wizard. He's got ego. He's got swagger. He's got game. Expensive Expensive ego, too good, wins well, beating home as a sports star. I'd say yes,
0: Chris Barsby the... calling expensive ego at Albion Park some time ago. And uh, Chris, just one of the many stars stepping out on the weekend.
1: Yeah, exactly right, Steve. It's a great weekend of harness racing action coming up. Starts tomorrow night over in the west, the Fremantle Cup, a race worth $300,000, and then that dovetails into the Ballarat Cup coming through on Saturday night, a race worth $110,000. That's got Lock and up, that's got expensive ego. But there's many other stars stepping out across the weekend. Albion Park with an excellent card on Saturday night. menangle has got some features there. Krug's going around. The very good Philly Madrid steps out in the Wraith Memorial taking on a few ex-Kiwis as well. So that promises to be a really exciting contest. And there's a number of other highlight races across the weekend. But this morning, right now, we're going to focus on Albion Park because I want to talk about this main race on Saturday night. The free-for-all, which comes through as race number four on the program, this promises to be a very good clash. And all of the big guns at this point are drawn side-by-side. Speeches Silver Gate 5, LL Cool J Gate 6, and Governor Jujon fresh off his victory last Saturday night at Reckliff, where he's still unbeaten five from five. He's got Gate 7, so it is going to be... A very good race. Darren Weeks trains Speeches Silver. Darren joins us first up this morning. Darren, really appreciate the time.
2: Yeah. Hi, Chris. How are you?
1: I'm really well. You would have been thrilled with that run on Tuesday from Speeches Silver, going down by a nose against Deus Ex?
2: Yeah, he went super good. Yeah, and I was very happy with the run. The time was good.
1: Well, that was his first start since the Christmas Cup. So I'm tipping, there's a fair bit of improvement still to come with this guy.
2: Uh, I would think so. Um, I would think that he he should sort of back up pretty good on Saturday night. The run to back up in the one week won't won't hurt him too much. He's pulled up really well, so um, you know I would think there'd be a, a bit there.
1: Okay, it was only a nose margin that he went down by on Tuesday. Were you surprised he got as close as what he did, given how much how much of a start he was giving Deus Ex at the top of the straight?
2: Yeah, I was surprised, Chris. He he. Um, you know, he broke the clock coming home and he that's the best he's probably gone in, in quite a while. So, um, you know, it's a good sign, I think.
1: Sectionally, he's brilliant. You know, almost every start, he can just peel off these unbelievable numbers and he did it again there on Tuesday. He's broken 54 for his last half. Have you trained a horse that's more consistent sectionally than what this guy is? Uh,
2: I don't think so, no. I really don't think so. He is just... Yeah, consistent, consistently fast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even in track work, Darren, he can just sit on a helmet and peel and just go bang.
2: He can. Yeah. No. He's he's a pretty smart horse, Chris. He's um, I think I haven't been totally happy with his last campaign. He, I just think he's been going at about ninety percent. So, I think if we can sort of get him back to his best, he, he he is a nice horse. You know.
1: Okay. So what what do you think, that, Darren? What do you think he was only at ninety percent last time in?
2: Um, I, I sort of can't put my finger on anything. Um, he's, he was a bit lighter than what I would have liked him last prep. Um, this time he's filled out, muscled up and he looks like the old speech of silver. So, um, I'm quite confident going forward that he'll race well, you know?
1: Okay. How does this race play out in your mind on Saturday night? Drawn gate five, you've got those two key rivals to your outside. How do you think it shapes up?
2: Uh, Yeah, ultimately, it'll sort of be up to Matthew how he drives the horse, but it it may be a chance to, um, you know, go forward at the start and stay in front of those other two rivals. So we'll just, uh, yeah, see what we think.
1: Okay, but he's good enough to beat them, though, isn't
2: he? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, the the open company races there, um, you know, there's not a lot between the whole lot of them, and whoever gets the best run um, usually wins them, so... You know, it just depends on the way the race pans out.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. It's a really even bunch here right now. And you, you look at the sectionals week in, week out, and there's not a great deal between first and last each week.
2: No, there's certainly not. No, they're, they're, they're a lot of very even bunch.
1: Okay, 2,138 metres. It was a, a Tuesday, uh, on Tuesday, it was a mile. So stepping up in distance, that's only going to be a uh, an advantage?
2: I think so. I, I've always thought the 2100 was his better distance. Um, but, yeah, who knows going forward? But, yeah, hes I've I always thought it's his better distance.
1: OK. He's now a seven-year-old, Darren. He's won 16 from 32. It's a fantastic strike rate. Is this going to be his year,
2: 2022? <laughs> Gee, I hope so, Chris. Yeah, he's... Uh, I, I really hope so. I, I'd like to think it will be, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens
1: okay announcement coming through from racing queensland this morning the Redcliffe Cup doubles in prize money going from fifty thousand to one hundred thousand dollars does that become a future target now for speeches silver
2: uh yeah i think so yeah no that's that was really good news um i think um yeah it definitely target that race
1: okay
0: that's and then a stand
1: like
0: chris isn't it? yeah mm. so what sort of where would he be what mark would he be off in a race like that chris or darren I think he'd be off the front, wouldn't he? Off the Dad? front,
2: would he? Well, I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a <laughs> what
0: lot of horses between now yeah. and then. <laughs> what other horses will be heading there, Chris, tentatively?
1: Well, you'll have horses like LL Cool J, who won the cup last year. He'll be going back for another shot. And then, uh, you know, there'll be a, a number of other local horses. Maybe a, a, a horse like Governor John could head that way. And then you might even get some Sydney siders coming mm. up. It's a significant state rise, that uh, doubling, so it might attract a few Would more. Would Colt Thirty One be in that? Possibly, mm. possibly. Yeah, he could come back and have a crack at that. So he's contested it before, so there's no reason why he can't come back and have another shot at it. So mm. it's
3: good prize money,
1: a hundred thousand dollars. So we look forward to that. We look forward to speeches silver on Saturday night. Cat King Cole, Darren, any update on the filly?
2: Yeah, Chris, she's been um, in work for a couple of months. She's been cantering for the past two weeks. Um, so she's ready to go in the hovels next week. So uh, all going well, maybe mid, mid-March mid trial. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, get ready for the um, APG race in, in mid-April, I think.
1: OK, she hasn't started since August. Uh, she's obviously had a good break. How does she look physically?
2: Yeah, she looks super good. She uh, hasn't grown up much, which was good. She's just um, filled out and she's she looks like a bit of a beast at the moment, so we're really happy with her. Okay.
1: And how does she seem uh, in and around the stables? Uh, she was probably a little hotter times last season. Is she a little bit different at this point?
2: Uh, she's still a bit of a rat. She tries to get into trouble as much as she can, um, cause trouble. But, no, she, she's she's good. She's just the same.
1: Okay. All right. Well, hopefully a big campaign coming up for her. Speaking of uh, Captain Colin the APG, are you heading down on Sunday?
2: Yes, yes. Kylie and I will be there. Yeah. All right. You've
1: got a few marked
2: out? Uh, yes, we've, we've inspected probably three quarters of the of the draft so far. Um, so we have a short list. So we'll go down Saturday afternoon and um, look at the short list again and, and then turn up Sunday and see what we can do.
1: All right, that $14,000 first win bonus doubled uh, with the seven and a half second win bonus. It, it, it's it's very appealing, isn't it?
2: Oh, it certainly is, Chris. I mean, it, it, you've got to have few breads you, and you've got to have horses that are staked for the big money. So, um, you know, that's what we'll be chasing down there.
1: All right. You just mentioned Kylie. Uh, she hasn't driven for some time. Is there any update there with Kylie.
2: Uh, no, I think um, she's happy just sitting on the sidelines for now. So um, if she wants to come back, she'll let us know. But, yeah, there's no pressure anywhere. Um, Angus and Matthew are doing a good job. So, yeah, we'll see what the future holds. All
1: right. Is she doing track work?
2: Yes, yeah. Oh, she works a little pet, Cat King Cole, all the time, you know. And, uh, yeah, she's on the track quite a bit. So, yeah.
1: All right. but just taking it easy at this point in time.
2: Yes, yes, she's all just right. refreshing.
1: Right, right. Now, before I let you go, can you win the first two races here today?
2: Uh, the, the first looks a winnable race for um, Mullum uh, Doc. Um, and Bajiggity, hopefully, you know, she could win too with the right run, but place probably more likely. And uh, the guy in the, in the second race, he's improving all the time. He's sort of, um, so he, he's probably a good chance as well
1: all right well fingers crossed again walk away with the uh, an early double here at red darren as always really appreciate the time good luck today and good luck on saturday night with speeches silver in the open
2: okay thanks chris
1: there's darren weeks joining us so speeches silver primed and ready to go after that uh, excellent return there on tuesday going down by a nose margin against day in fast time a tick over 152 his sectionals were just unbelievable once again Uh, speeches, silver. So that's Saturday night here locally at Albion Park. Big Ray Steve coming through tomorrow night over in the West is the Fremantle Pacing Cup. We uh, know it's been a a scorching week temperature-wise. Let's hope it's just starting to cool off a little bit. Let's go there now because we're about to link in with Ryan Warwick. He's driving the favourite minstrel in the Fremantle Cup tomorrow night, currently with tab $2.50. Ryan's online with us now. Ryan, appreciate the time. You're welcome. Uh, tell me, has it eased off temperature-wise over there, or is it still really, really hot?
4: No, it's it's another forty today, um, and it looks like probably being the same again tomorrow. So no, there's no relief. That's tough, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, it's 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 got a bit of everything. It's probably collectively the best we've had for a long time, um, just because of the depth, like Gibson Storm and. You know Chicago Bull, and and then you go through all the runners like Vampiro, Minstrel, in um, Catherine to a different degree that they, they've all offered something. Hurricane Harley, so there's plenty there, and the barrier draw makes it a little interesting too. Yeah, absolutely. Now
1: tell me, uh, what were your initial thoughts when the barrier draw was conducted earlier this week, when you when you saw the full draw, where they all landed, you you were driving Minstrel. What was the
4: initial reaction? Um, it wasn't, I sort of went into straight away, um, a little tactic mode, but, um, I I wasn't disappointed. I was, I was, I'm still trying to work out a magnificent storm. I reckon he'll run the arm just because, um, if he wanted to, he'd get nearly all the way across and that would be a whole lot better than going back and making one run. But, um, yeah, I, I sort of went into tactic mode straight away. Okay, so how does it
1: play out early when you look at that field and you see Minstrel one and then you've got Vampiro in three, Wedgley Park in between you, and he's a gate speed horse as well. Who do you think's got the speed to lead into the first turn? Can you hold up? He can.
4: Um, he has got very good gate speed. A lot of people think he hasn't, but um, we didn't use it because he had, he had gating issues, but over time we sorted them out pretty good and his gate speed at different times. You know, I've made mention to Greg and Sky that we we could have come off the arm a lot quicker than we did, but for whatever reason we didn't have to. Um, obviously, Vampiro is the quickest of the lot, Um I, I didn't think Bletchley Park was like he he can hold his um, own, but he's not that quick. If you know what I mean, like he can't cross from outside horses. Okay.
1: Now, with Minstrel, he went down last time out, and uh, he, he was well fancy to win that race. Were you surprised that Vampiro was able to get over the top of him after he got the lead?
4: Um, yes and no. Um, Vampiro is a pretty good horse in his own right, um, and he does like that power running style of racing. Um, um, no, no, not really. Like, I was disappointed he probably got over him, but I'm not surprised he got over him. He's, like I say, he's got some pretty good ability. Mm. Well, he's always been there, and he's
1: been there for so long now as well, but he's probably just been... Well, he looked to be struggling a little bit, but uh, that was a great indication that he is back to his best.
4: Yeah, we're going to remember last year the races, he, he lost by a head in both Cups, so, um, you know, he probably doesn't get enough credit for it. He could have won, walked away with both of them, but... I guess leading into this year, I mean, Greg and Sky always have good quality and good numbers at this time of year, but I think it would be um, a bullet missed if we didn't win one of the Cups this year, just because all all four of the horses have got into the preparation and the racing so well. Um, You know, like Vampiro, we know what he can do, so he's just joined in late and maybe that did surprise people that he beat Minstrel, but um, you know, Minstrel's had a long road in, which has been good for him because we've had a few gating issues over his past preps with him, but that seems to be all clean. And then you've got Petrona Starr, who um, probably hasn't adapted as quick as we'd like in this grade, but still very capable in a sit-sprint capacity. And then Mighty Conqueror, who we've deliberately just left till late um, to, to race in these races, Is you know, he won this race two years ago. So, um I know we've had horses going good before, but I don't think we've had four horses going in this good ever. Okay. Were you always going to drive Minstrel? I was hoping to, yeah. I I, I mean, that, that sort of stuff leaks up to Greg and Sky, but, yeah, I, I would. if I picked one, I would like to stay with him all the way through. Okay. Is his best quality his um,
1: staying prowess? He, he looks like he is a genuine stay in Minstrel.
4: Um, I don't think is, I don't think one outweighs the other. He is very fast. Um, we've seen we know that from the work he does here at home. But um yeah, I guess a lot of the races he's been in you have all seen his um staying ability, but that comes down to good horses, like they they seem to have both, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. So is he, is he ready uh,
1: and, and is he capable of taking the Big Cups double? Can he take the Fremantle Cup? Can he double down and win the WA Pacing Cup as well?
4: Well, I'd like to say yes, but I, I know to be a realist, um, there's some very good horses in this race. And, and I know the quality of Magnificent Storm and Chicago Bull. And like I said in the, the early part of the interview, there's so many um, second-tier horses that, if any of the top tiers do it wrong, can capitalise. So um, if we get one, we'll work on starting there. And if we can get both, well, that's just the uh, stuff you don't plan. Mm, absolutely. Uh, are we
1: only just missing Shockwave? If he was in there, would that just be the ultimate
4: race? Um, I was thinking this a, a week or two ago, and I thought there was two horses. Shockwave was the obvious one, which is really disappointing because, you know, we need them sort of horses at this time of the year um there was one other one that i just couldn't quite think of it might have been hands and wheels um was the other one but yeah it's it's pretty good mm, yeah there's
1: no doubt about it it's, it's very good so is it magnificent storm that you're most worried about tomorrow night i think him and chicago bull yeah yeah they, they'd be the two for sure
4: okay what did you make of chicago bull last week I could see that happening. He's been, he's been working into his races pretty good. Um, he just hasn't had the luck and obviously he lacked a bit of fitness, but you never lose class. So, um, you know, he, he's been here more than once, so he knows how to do it. So he's definitely one to worry about too. Okay. Well, it's going
1: to be a fascinating race. There's no doubt about it. You're yet to win a Fremantle Cup. Is that right?
4: Yeah, I think I ran second twice, maybe last year or the year before to... Uh, Uh, Field Marshal with Galactic Star, and I thought there was one other done there, but yeah, haven't won it yet. So you're due? Yeah, definitely. If you work on those, (laughs) uh, you look at it in that direction, yeah.
1: All right, well, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, He's drawn gate one, he's fit, he's in form, and he's a real star in the making, there's no doubt about it. Ryan, really appreciate the time. Uh, Enjoy tomorrow night, and I'm sure you're going to be right in the thick of the action. Thanks very much. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. There's Ryan Warwick joining us yeah. from Perth, Steve. So does that make it
0: any easier now? Well, it makes you want to sort of back magnificent storm. Um, what I noticed, Chris, just watching, I was just watching Minstrel as you were talking to Ryan. A lot of the horses over there, I don't know if you've noticed it as well in that free-for-all company, they're all strapped up on the legs, aren't they? A lot of those yeah. horses, just obviously precaution. Most um, they are all bandaged up. But, yeah, just watching a couple of the free-for-all, the last start there, the, most of the horses there are all taped up back and front uh, in yeah. the race or... What's that piece of gear they've got? I don't know if they're bandages, but some sort of gear they wear on their, their lower leg region there. Anyway, yeah, they've
1: got the shin and tendon boots that that's they all
3: it. wear. So, yeah.
0: yeah, seem to wear them a lot over there, don't they? Anyway, yeah. just an observation. Matt Young's with us. Good
3: morning. Good morning two boys. What's going to win it? Uh, I like Minstrel. Um, I think he'll get every opportunity to be able to win, and uh, we'll learn more about him as an overall performer tomorrow night, but I think he gets the best opportunity, obviously. That's not that hard to pick. Barrier one. Uh, He's got good form. He's a progressive type. He's going to continue to improve and his main adversary is out in nine, so that makes things a bit trickier for him.
0: He's only missed the place top three four times at horse, Minstrel.
3: Yeah, and he's you have a look at Magnificent Storm's record and he's three from four, and a second at the 2,500 metres. And the one time he was beaten at 2,500 was in the golden nugget by Minstrel. So uh, one's drawn one, one's drawn the river. It's, yeah, it it looks to be chalk and cheese.
1: When the field was drawn up though on on Tuesday night, Matt, what was the initial reaction? How did you sort of see it straight away? What was your first reaction? Who did you pick as the early leader?
3: Well, I think Vampiro's got the speed to lead, uh, but it's, and Bletchley Park's also got a bit of speed underneath, so it could create a bit of interest there, and Bletchley Park can get a little bit keen. So uh, whether they roll the dice with Vampiro out the gate will be interesting to see. Um, if he led, I would imagine he would probably hold the front and roll, uh, and then Minstrel would be leaders back and gets a good run, but obviously you wouldn't want to be taking the shorter odds to Minstrel sitting leaders back. Um if there was a retake option there, then you've got a driver like Gary Hall junior he who'll be pretty cluey to that situation and he'll probably press pretty hard with Chicago Bull on Vampiro. So the start is very interesting tactically. Um, so I thought Minstrel might be able to do enough to hold up. I think it's, it has to be plan A is to hold up for him and then go from there. I think Vampiro will be close enough anyway and Chicago will probably press us forward to the breeze. So that's just how I saw it early, and, and it's interesting to see what happens with that magnificent storm. I expect him to probably restrain at the start and either come three wide early and try and go to the breeze or three wide with just over a lap to go, which is going to be very hard because once I see him coming, they're going to... Um, hit the go button, and away they go. Mm. Matt, just with
0: Chicago Bull, I don't say anything negative about the horse because uh, around Chris Barsby, he loves him. But what did you make of that last week? The, the, what I'm asking, it looked work, a bit like. He got the job done. We know it was a long time between drinks. I mean, can he make it back-to-back wins in the space of a week? Or do you risk him for something?
3: Yeah, look, I, I thought his win was um, credible, and I thought he did a good job. Uh, As you said, a bit workman tradesman-like from him uh, where we're normally used to seeing him race away from a field and really put them away. But they're in the last three quarters and 28 and a bit. So I don't think he's too far away from his absolute best. But, yeah, just the draw makes it look a little bit tricky for him. So I'm sort of erring away from him just a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I I thought the win was okay last week, but not against the absolute optimum of uh, free-for-all class over here.
1: Okay, now let me ask this question then, given how this barrier draw has taken shape, is Gary Hall, Jr., who drives Gloucester Park better than anyone in history, is he in the prime position now? Because he can see what's going to his inside with Vampiro and Minstrel, and he can also see to his outside with Magnificent Storm whether they go forward or restrain. So does that put him in a really good spot?
3: Absolutely. He'll. He'll weigh up his options early. No doubt he'll be pushing Ford off the arm to come out hard and see what's happening underneath him. But uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to take cover on a horse like Magnificent Storm. Gives himself the 1-1 and probably the last shot at them. So, yeah, Junior's definitely in the box seat there. He's logged himself a reasonable draw in that aspect of being able to work things out on the fly. It's just whether he can uh, sustain... At both ends these days, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, I'm still on the fence. If you can half tell by the way I'm speaking about him, the Chicago Bull, whether he might be getting closer towards the end of his career. Um, I know he won the other day, but be careful. Just, yeah, I know. I know You're fire feel up. Getting, I can feel him he's blood pressure's going up. <laughs> 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 I just think he's. Um, yeah, I mean, all oh, horse. He he won the. Um, he won the Pacing Cup five years ago. So, like, he's been around for a long time, Bully, and I'm I'm not surprised to see some of the younger horses start to really dish it up to him and him not being able to respond at the absolute best. So, mm. I guess we'll find out a bit more tomorrow. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I'm with the young bucks. How many did Village Kid win at Gloucester Park? He won four Pacing Cups, uh, mm. two, then had a year where he didn't win and then won another two. Now, how many races did he win there, do you know? He won over 100 races, I okay. believe. So or where would Chicago sit? Would he be
0: up two or three on the list, most number of wins there, that track? Uh, He's
1: won no, 57. Uh,
3: how many has he had?
1: He's had 57 wins at Gloucester Park.
3: Yeah, well, uh, well that's interesting because, um, yeah, I didn't actually think he had that many. So, um yeah, that's that's an amazing amount of wins for him. I know uh, Shattering Class won a lot of races at Gloucester Park, as well as um, has the answers. Uh, yeah, I think has the answers won an absolute bucket load of races, and obviously Quinny, Falcon Strike. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Bully has to be right up there. There was a horse oh years ago that uh, Gary Lilliman had, but I can't remember what it was back in the early nineties. Uh, he used to win all the time. Morgan James, his name was. That's Morgan right. James. I remember he, him. Yeah, he won a heap of races at Gloucester Park. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that one, but um, Bully has to be... I would definitely say he'd be up in the top four or five. Mm.
0: How many would the Mighty Quinn have won, Chris, there? Oh, well, he won He won over... Uh, what
1: did he win in the
0: end? Um, I'm just trying to find his record as I'm talking to you guys. Yeah,
1: he won 58 in. races, I think. Yeah. Around
3: 58, yeah. 60 races? Yeah. If you bear with yeah, that'd me, that would
1: be can... about right.
0: Yeah. just trying
3: to find out. Oh, there right. it is. Yeah. He, I he had 100... just over
1: 100 starts.
3: Yeah, 111 starts, 58 wins, and 34 placings, 4.5 million stakes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 So, versus. not all of those were at Gloucester Park because we got the same travel and win the Sunshine Sprint in his last ever race start and the Inter Dominions. So, yeah, he went everywhere
1: yeah crampton cup auckland cup did it everywhere. quinny now tell me uh we've got the the wa pacing cup in two weeks time all we're missing is just shockwave if he was in the mix this would be a, a an unbelievable contest tomorrow night and and the following fortnight
3: yeah we'd love to see shockwave there and uh even uh labra joe uh he'd be a great one to have in the mix as well to be able to go there but i think if he can get him back to the track, it'll be more so um, next season's Pacing Cup for him. Mighty Ronaldo, Major Martini, uh, Jumping Jack Mack, those sort of horses. So that's that's exciting times ahead, is the crop coming through is very strong. But what we got now is, I mean, we're, we're seeing horses like Rock and Roll Lincoln, a previous Pacing Cup winner, not get a start in the Fremantle Cup, Bolton 10. We were you surprised by uh, that?
1: Rock and Roll Lincoln missing out?
3: Um. Yeah, a little bit. I put it this way. If he got out last week, he would have won, in my opinion. He would have beaten Bully. Um, he was bolting. And the previous start before that, he hit the line really well. And they only got home in 29 in the bit, so it can be deceiving. But what I was most impressed with was the overall gross time. Uh, They've mile five seven 155.7 for a horse to be coming back off an injury second up and hitting the line as strong as he was showed that he was on the right track. So um, look, I think he's in tomorrow night and I think he'll win and then hopefully push himself in to get a start in the WA Pacing Cup. But yeah, Volton Ten, he's um, definitely on the on the later end of his career, I say his form hasn't been as good this preparation, so I can understand him missing it. But uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised Rock and Roll Lincoln miss, but at the same time, I think it's more so because I think he'll add more to the race than a horse like Diego. So um, it was more of a punting. I'd like to see Rock and Roll Lincoln in there because he's probably more of a winning chance as opposed to a Diego.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, he was the the blow mission for mine. I, I thought, oh, That might have raised a few out- eyebrows over there. So, uh, we'll see. He goes around the consolation tomorrow night. And as you said, if he can win that, he can really force his way into the WA Pacing Cup. Last week, you steered us into Medieval Man. Painless got the job done. What's the Matt Young best bet tomorrow night?
3: Uh, best bet, I'm going with race eight, number three Newsy, uh, Greg and Sky Bond and Ryan Warwick. The horse has got Decent enough gate speed, should be able to hold a forward position and I think can run to the top. And from there, I think it'll run a very good race. Better get it on probably outside it. So I thought Newsy was a really strong chance in race number eight. Uh, Yeah, I think anywhere around about $3 should see this horse. $253, probably around about the $3 mark. Should be able to race forward, get to the top and looks very hard to beat. So race eight, number three, Newsy for me is my best bet on the card. Brian Warwick, we just had him on. Yeah, I just heard the tail end of that. He spoke very well.
1: Yeah. Now I've got to. Uh, well, I've got to tell you, I've, I've got some news here, and I was going to hold it, but I've got to. I've got to announce it. The GMLEs they spend a lot of money on horses, right, Matt?
3: They do.
1: Regards, our Mac being uh, one in particular where they've uh, shelled out a lot of lot of money. Correct. Well, they've spent big again. I'm led to believe a deal has been struck for a filly in New Zealand by the name of Allegra. So she's a full sister to La Rosa, who was a very good mayor for Mark Jones. Allegra's had six starts, three wins, three seconds. And we're talking around the half million dollar mark for this filly from the stables of uh, John and Jenna Dunn, along with Robert Dunn. And uh, the GMLs have stepped in and secured this daughter of Better's Delight.
0: So a three-year-old.
1: Three-year-old filly.
0: Philly's yeah. Jasper, Chris.
1: Is she by
0: Village Jasper? Yes. No, no,
1: she's
3: by Better's
0: Delight. Oh, Better's Delight. I've got the wrong legger yeah. on screen. I'm trying to get find the form. I was going to say
3: Village Jasper. We're going back <laughs> about 15 yeah. years. I
0: think there must be two of them. Yeah. It's come up with the old one.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, so that'll yeah. be uh, very interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, there's some nice fillies over here in WA. So, uh, yeah, welcome to WA. And, um, well, as you know, wonderful to fly them in close contact with the horse there. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go regarding Allegra. it be wonderful to fly, taking the mickey in the spotlight. There's some pretty nice fillies over here, so it'll be, it will be should be a good Oaks campaign.
1: Mm, absolutely. Now, tell me, with this heat wave, are you going to Bustleton tomorrow night or are you trackside for the pre-O cut?
3: I'm going to Bustleton, where it'll be a lot cooler than Perth, I can give you the tip. I'm not even 100% sure what's going to happen with... Foster Park tomorrow night, because uh, at this stage, as of right now, it's going to be 42 degrees in Perth tomorrow. Uh, oh, you and, said
1: that before.
3: Yeah, and look, the, yeah. the issue is that the heat hangs around until later now, so uh, if we don't get um, the Fremantle or doctor coming in, it could it could pretty much stay close to 40 well, when I was there on track the other day, it was 39 degrees before the first race at uh, 5.55. And that was only supposed to be a top of 39 for the day. So if it's 42, uh, we could be... Well, the heat policy is 38. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, whether they push the meeting back. What about Bel- we lost Belmont? What about
0: ascot Gallup Saturday? Are they in big doubt?
3: <laughs> Well, there's 41 degrees as well, so I'm not sure what they're going to do. They can either bring the meeting forward and hopefully be done by, uh, say, 2 o'clock local time, but still then you've got horses racing in the heat. It, it's just really hard because uh, the the mm. heat has been 37 degrees. On a day like that, it's 37 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning and then it just hangs around until 6, 7 o'clock at night. It doesn't go away bloody hot over
1: here. Is there a change forecast?
3: for Anytime soon? uh, (laughs) We've got 42 Friday, 41 Saturday, 38 Sunday, 35 Monday and then we're back into the mid-30s until the following Saturday where it gets back up to 38. It's hot. (laughs) The wettest winter we've had in uh, 35, 40 years or something and now we're going to have one of the driest and hottest summers. Wow. Well,
1: so enjoy that to sea see what breeze happens. at Busselton. Hey, what's that? Enjoy the sea breeze at Bustleton
3: tomorrow night. Yeah, well, I hope. I really hope there is a sea breeze at Bustleton because I was there on Boxing Day and there was not one and it was still uh, 34 degrees at 10 o'clock at night in Bustleton, which is unheard of they're looking for an overnight low of 21 so that'll be absolutely glorious at about uh, seven o'clock eight o'clock at night that's it, a
1: track you've got to go to steve bustleton
3: i want to go to yeah. i bet it's cool at collie And uh, no collie's warm is it okay <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, especially where the commentary box is it's a little uh, little tin shed and that sun comes beating in during the afternoon it gets very hot but uh, look, yeah, you've got to do both. If you come over, Bustleton over the holiday period, the crowds roll in, the track is smack bang in the middle of a caravan caravan park precinct and all the holiday goers just wander on over and they just pack the place out. It's amazing. It looks fantastic. It's just, oh, it's great. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's my favourite track to go to by far.